Blog Talk Radio. diagnosis as something they must accept, live with for the rest of their lives, and then somehow learn to manage painful and debilitating systems. But that's not true. Well-being begins with individual consciousness through harmonizing all aspects of one's being through practical exercises. We can initiate healing and transcend physical limitations. So stay tuned to learn how you can get yourself on the road to well-being and optimum health. This is your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am the founder and CEO of the Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology and energy psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. 
Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the tool you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest, Dr. Nauman Neem, is a pulmonary and critical care specialist who's been interested in human behavior and how to achieve our highest potential since adolescence. His intellectual curiosity and drive motivated him to become a pulmonary and critical care physician. During the course of his career, which has spanned two countries and has involved caring for tens of thousands of chronically and critically ill patients, he noticed that the majority of patients do not heal but rather remain trapped in the paradigm of chronic disease. And this is what motivated him to dive deeper into the roots of true healing through studying ancient healing traditions, the psychology of healing, consciousness, and metaphysics, which culminated in the writing of his book, Healing from the Inside Out, Overcome Chronic and Medical Topic for Discussion. The goal of Dr. Neem's medical practice is to bridge conventional medicine with a more holistic, multidimensional approach to healing. So welcome to the show, Dr. Neem. Thank you so much for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness. How are you being? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, T, and uh, I'd like to thank you for uh, inviting me to have this very important conversation with you. It is a very important conversation, and I'm grateful that you're here because I think it we haven't gone far enough yet into learning or understanding how we can holistic health care alternative methodologies with conventional medicine. And the right. fact that I have, you know, an integrative practice, I, I get this stuff all the time. So I read your book, and I kind of I was laughing and smiling and saying, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All the way through. So I loved Great. it. I loved your book. And, you know, the foreword of which was written by Bernie Siegel. He, and he's joined me on the show a number of times, and nothing beats yeah. a testimonial from Bernie. So kudos to you for garnering Thanks. one from him. That was very impressive. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah um, Bernie, yeah, Dr. Siegel has been one of my inspirations who I've respected for years and I've been following for years. So I, it was an honor to have him write the foreword to my book. Oh, yeah, it's huge. I mean, seriously, congratulations. That is a huge, huge honor. You are a conventional medical doctor, yet you cross this invisible line that many doctors avoid when it comes to well-being. So I think I'd like to start, if we may, with you telling our listeners a bit about your life's journey and how you came to be where you are and to write a book such as this. Yeah, so I've uh, I've always been, had this intellectual curiosity ever since I was a child. Um, I've always voraciously read and sought knowledge in all sorts of different places. And I became really interested in human behavior and human potential early on in my life, I would say in my adolescence. And that all started when I was in a bookstore. And, um, you know, I was just searching around and I came across um, a book by someone who at that time I did not know who is Tony Robbins, and the book was Unlimited mm. Power, and, and the title just kind of uh, really, really drew me in. And I read that book, and I was just kind of blown away by what he wrote and his ideas and, and um, you know, his thought process. And, and I decided at that moment is that, you know, I want to do what he does. But at that time, um, you know, there was no real – this whole uh, area of human potential and human behavior and – transformation and coaching there was no real defined path at that time so i i got drawn into uh medicine because uh, it combined uh learning a large amount of knowledge in a short amount of time uh service to, to humanity and and in a career that i could actually take anywhere around the world and that was another thing that appealed to me about medicine so um i went to medical school and i uh, i was drawn to pulmonary and critical care and I finished my training and went into practice. And um, when I went into practice, I, I, I just started, you start noticing trends. And uh, the trends that I noticed is that everyone was stuck in the paradigm of chronic disease. Um, they, uh, for, for various reasons, I mean, a lot of them, some of them had the victim mentality, some of them 
just uh, did not know anything beyond what their physicians had told them. Um, they had no idea about how to heal. So I got really curious and I started applying my interest in human potential to my work as a physician and I dived deep into <clears throat> literally thousands of books, thousand books at least on um, healing, metaphysics, consciousness, transformation. Um, probably, probably a lot of the authors that you have already read, including Bernie Siegel, who we've talked about. Mm. And um, one of the, the other thing was that uh, I have always been fascinated with the medium of a book. I've always wanted to be an author long before I became a physician. And um, now, after doing all my research, I finally had something to write about. And uh, my all my research and all my uh, my, my reading and my deep dive culminated in uh, the writing of my book, Healing from the Inside Out, which got picked up uh, by Finhorn Press and is now has been out for more than a month uh, mm. in bookstores and Amazon. So that's my story in a nutshell. But we can dive deeper into wherever you'd like. Well, yeah, my first question, I think, is, okay, so you've been a conventional doctor for, for a while and then you write this book. So how are your colleagues responding to the work that you do, your ideas in this book, you know, where they are conventional medical doctors as you are, but perhaps not as fully aware of all the rest of it as you are. So that's a very interesting question. So um, uh, most of my colleagues respond with curiosity. Um, I mean, most of them know now uh, at the several hospitals where I work that I've written a book and um, you know, they start asking me, so, so, so what's this book all about? And then, and I tell them about it and, 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 you know, I, I get a lot of curiosity and a lot of interest and, um, a lot of them have actually purchased the book and, and they're reading it. And the other thing that I've found is that there's a small subgroup of physicians who, when I tell them about, about what my book is about, they look at me and says, I mean, they, they basically, for lack of a better word, they come out of the closet and they say, you know what? Mm. You have, you have, you. You're absolutely right. I've always felt this way. It's amazing that finally someone is putting it into writing and getting it out into the world. So um, that is a smaller subset. Uh, but 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 I see, um, you know, I mean, basically a general curiosity about, um, you know, what's in my book and how they can apply it to their own patients. So it's been well received, I would say, and purchased by a lot of physicians that I know of. I think I love to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's hard, you know, in the United States, people are fed up with with insurance and medical care, and so they turn to mm -hmm. holistic health care, which is rarely covered by insurance. So if someone wants, say, a session with me, it's an out-of-pocket expense for them, and it's not reimbursable. You of work course. in Canada. You, you have socialized medicine there, correct? Yes, we have socialized medicine, uh, meaning if you're a Canadian citizen, you're fully covered. Is is For most the things, holistic? Most okay, is the holistic part covered, or is it similar to the uh, U.S. where it's just really not? No, it's not covered. I mean, if they go to a uh, say a functional medicine physician or an integrative health practitioner or a naturopath or an osteopath, uh, unless they have insurance, usually they have to. Um, they have to pay pay for that, so it's not covered, unfortunately. Yeah, same as here. Yeah, yeah, it's really a shame because if doctors partnered up with integrative healthcare practitioners, it could be covered under the doctors thing, you know. And here, mm -hmm. it, I, 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 as I said to you before we went on air, a lot of the doctors that send me clients and patients, they just don't want people to know that they're sending me clients and patients, so I can't tell them who the doctors are, you know. And, right. and I think, wow, that's really sad. And sometimes I'll even get a phone call and they'll say, look, I don't really don't know what you do whatever it is you're helping them you know and I laugh and I say do you want to learn and they'll say no and I say anyone can do it and they'll say no no okay you know uh, so yeah. from your perspective as as a con full-fledged conventional doctor you yeah. know given your work blending both conventional and holistic worlds yeah. How do you balance that how you know with a holistic multi-dimensional approach to healing Right. So, so that's a good question. Um, right now, the way I approach my patients is that, um, uh, it, it, so there, there are people who are open to this sort of approach and there are those who are not right. I mean, um, so I, I kind of drop hints and I, and I kind of get a sense when I see a patient of whether they are open to this, whether they're open to exploring, 
um, you know, deeper aspects of who they are, their mind, their thoughts, their emotions, um, their vibrational uh, energy, uh, those sorts of things. And if I do see an opening and I do see that they are open, I will um, I will discuss with them, uh, you know, some of the underlying uh, factors which may they, they may have not been aware of or ignored that could be perpetuating their, their chronic condition. And uh, as you can imagine, it's very hard to do that in the, uh, in, in the limited visits that, um, that I have with patients and under the current billing system, even though we do have socialized medicine, it's difficult to do that. So what I've actually done is um, I have uh, just initiated uh, recently a, a health coaching practice, which is separate from my medical practice meaning that the, the, those clients will still see their physicians, but if they want to dive deeper into their illness and, and get coached on how to, how to uh, you know, get healthy and, and, and heal from whatever they are um, suffering, with or suffering from or dealing with, um, you know, I do take on those clients. And I'm, it's still a work in progress as to how to effectively integrate the two. Um, I mean, it's mm-hmm. still a work in progress for me. I mean, how a conventional physician would integrate the two. And I mean, I think it's going to call for a completely different model of healthcare and healing, uh, something completely different that, that that conventional physicians are not used to, which you may be used to, but we're not used to in the modern healthcare system. Yeah, and the world's healthcare system is is, is so far from really healing people in, in health. It's it's a money machine. You know, everything's run by, in this country, yeah. by pharmaceutical. So, you know, nobody cares really if you get better as long as they're selling the drugs that are going to keep, you know. (laughs) Right. They're upset when you die because it's one less person buying the drugs that they're (laughs) selling to make money. It's sad. Yeah. It really is. is. (laughs) But uh, I I think that some, and sometimes do you find that when you're dealing with patients, you get that opening and you start talking to them, do they sometimes feel like, well, this is really not healthcare, it's more spirituality because there is so much that to me. In my mind, there is so much spirituality involved in it. Um, yeah, I do get that. Um, although the thing is, I do not use uh, that terminology, right? Um, like, I, I almost feel like the word spirituality or spiritual has become kind of a cliche, and it's just it used so much. It's used so much, and it's kind of dropped here and there. And I, I, I don't use that terminology. I mean, I do. It, I do mention the word spiritual, spiritual in my book. However. Um, what I really allude to is kind of the deeper consciousness behind who they are, the kind of the deeper reality. And um, not all, but I mean, a large number of patients I'm able to kind of take to that deeper reality, um, at least to have them get a glimpse of it, right? Because when we really look at ourselves, I mean, we are not our physical bodies. We're not even our thoughts and emotions. These are all aspects of who we are, but there is a uh, a, a deeper part to who we are, um, which I like to call consciousness or being. Um, mm-hmm. Some people may call it soul or spirit. Um, and uh, I, I believe that, uh, I mean, that uh, that is our true nature and and that's where the roots of healing lie. Um, so I'm able to get, sometimes I'm able to ha- get them to have glimpses of that. When I get them to have glimpses of that true nature, I create an opening um, that allows um, you know us to dive deeper into that uh, and have them explore that further. So that's great because I think spirituality and spiritualism and spiritual is overused and people don't really understand what yes. it means anymore. It's lost its meaning. Right. And it when people will say to me, "This is a little spiritual," I'll say, "Well, what do you mean by that?" Or they'll say, "I'm spiritual. I'm not religious." And I'll say, well, "What do you mean by that? Tell me what you mean." And yeah. it, they start to explain it, and it's like, "Okay, you know, the, it's totally lost its meaning." And and that's sad too because now it's just overused, and it's almost become an excuse or something for people to yes. just use in lieu of doing other things. Uh, but you right. know, I, I find that um, sometimes. When you're working, when I'm working with people, I notice that they'll be more open if I'll say to them, look, think of yourself as you're a mobile home. You're inside. Mm-hmm. The bo- your physical body is just what you're driving around in. That's just a vehicle you're using. You know, yeah. it, it, it really isn't you. Your authentic self, your spirit, your soul, whatever you call yourself, mm-hmm. is inside. 
someone can bludgeon me, stab me, shoot me, hit me, kick me, bruise me, mm-hmm. but they're never going to get to me. They're never going to get to me. And, and that, I think, is a concept that people have difficulty with, that they don't. And that has to be part of what you do, to, as you just explained, to explain to them that, you know, this is, there's more here, your, your true self. Mm-hmm. Do right. people, under, when they, it seems like when they grasp that, they can yeah. then initiate healing a whole lot faster. Do you find that to be true? I do find that to be true, but the thing is that they have to kind of stay with it and follow through with that, right? I mean, a lot of people may have glimpses of that, and, and you know, they, they have a moment of whatever you want to call it, uh, ecstasy or elation, but then they're back stuck in their daily grind and their negative thoughts and, and their, their trapped emotions and, and uh, you know, whatever is, uh, you know, kind of bringing them down in their regular routine. So so the thing is that, um, you know, I always tell people, and I, I mentioned this in, in several places in my book, that the healing journey um, is, is not for the faint of heart. Uh, I, I believe that it does, it does take courage. It, it requires you to see yourself in a different way, in a greater way, and in a deeper way, and often to face... Um, you know, inner demons that you may have locked away in, uh, you know, closets deep inside, which you did have not wanted to face. So, And and you also need to, as you mentioned in your book, you need to really love yourself, and people don't know how to do that. And, you know, I've had patients come in who have cancer, and they've said to me, well, you don't understand. And I've stood there and said, actually, I do. I had ovarian cancer. I had a Mm -hmm. radical hysterectomy. And I never had to have radiation or chemotherapy. And then they look at me differently because once you've gone through something and you've used your own tools and you have that experience and you know, then they'll believe you. It's like validation, you know? And then I I think that kind of helps them a bit, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if if they have a real life example of someone who has taken that journey, um, you know, to be a model for, um, for them to, uh, to learn from, uh, I think that definitely, uh, helps, uh, making yeah. your message, get your message across. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I get the people who will never come back because now they're mad. They don't have somebody who's going to like give in to them. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. You're right. I mean, yeah, you have those like, as okay, well, right? I mean, I mean, a lot yeah. of people are, 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 are basically they're content just living, um, in their limited uh, way of thinking and being, and and they're afraid to to see the the magnificence that they are, um, because yeah. of you know whatever it may be, they've been raised a certain way, they've they've been raised with a lack of self worth, um, they have uh, unresolved uh, pain, and um, they haven't they haven't faced it, they haven't uh, taken that deep dive to uncover uh, you know. Uh, those emotions and feel them right to their core and release them. And while, right. So, and, and while it yeah. takes a lot of awareness and true focus, we're human beings. We're not going to always be in that state of awareness and true focus, but no. if you do no. it often enough, you know, when you, you're not, and you can, you can stop it quickly in its tracks, if you will. Yes. Yes, you can. Right. I mean, it takes, it takes basically, um, you know, I love the word awareness, right? Because the thing is that mm-hmm. uh, it's all about awareness. Like we we uh, we are not always in awareness, right? A hundred percent of the time, you know, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, you know, we fall out of that, right? Because because the world, yeah. I mean, we live in this world that is uh, is there to distract us and to kind of take us away from what really matters. I mean, especially now with technology and internet and social media and, 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 and how crazy that the world out there just seems with everything that's going on and the technology is amplifying it. And, and, and there's so many distractions out there and so many things just keeping us from going deep within and, you know, uncovering our true nature. Right. So, mm-hmm. Uh, and I can understand why, you know, with the world we live in, why it, it's hard to do that. And that, that that's the whole reason I have written this book and I'm, I'm doing the work that I do. Yeah, and it's great because I would hate to guess at the incredibly high percentage of human beings 
who are depressed and or addicted to something, and I don't mean just drugs and alcohol, but anything that removes us from being, from our awareness, our consciousness. So that includes the social media and Internet addiction that is at epidemic proportions right now. I mean, I this is one of the first questions I ask people is how much time do you spend on your stupid little gadgets? Uh, You know, and people laugh at me all the time because I do not have an iPhone. I do not need one. I have a flip phone. People right. know how to call me. I don't need that interaction. I don't want to be on call four seven like that. So, no. you know, the practices that that you you prescribe to your patients as a um, as a you know a process to healing are they effectively dealing with these types of issues? Do you find that you have to address these types of the, the internet addiction and social media addiction? So, so you have to address all those things, but you have to have a starting point, right? So, so mm-hmm. I, I, I completely agree with you, but um, I have an even more basic starting point where I start, right? And then if you, if you, um, if you look at my, the process um, that I described, the healing process, it all starts with intention, Right. So, mm-hmm. so a lot, what I've found uh, in my work is that a lot of patients just do not have the intention to heal. Like no matter how much you talk to them, how much you try to convince them, they just they just do not want to get better. And I and I in my book I go into the various reasons. I mean, they have yes. a victim mentality. They want attention. Um, they're lonely. They're they feel guilty if they heal and their family members are still sick. Um, they have not been taught any other way to live. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why someone may not have the intention to heal. Right. Um, so, so, so the thing is that I, I agree with you that we have to address all those uh, all those addictions, but we have to have a more basic starting point. I think with most people now, some people may already be ready for that conversation, but but most are not, in my experience. So mm-hmm. unless they're already into you know consciousness and spirituality and transformation and in, in the self-help world right so right yeah yeah, yeah. once they're into that then you can just go right to it and basically that's yeah. the type of people that i see for the most part is people who you know they come on their own because they they understand it more but yeah. i agree with you you have to set the intention if you're when i was told i had cancer i was like okay this is not what was in the script when i woke up this morning this wasn't part of what i wanted right. to do you know, and I was like, bummer. So I said to the doctor, well, you're the oncologist. You'll take care of the cancer, right? He said, yeah. I said, okay, great. So I got up and left. And he called me that night at 9 o'clock and said, where'd you go? I thought you went to the ladies' room. And I said, oh, no, I went and made an appointment with your nurse. You're going to see me the Monday before Thanksgiving, and I'll have the surgery, and then I'll go home, and everything will be fine. And he says, we have a lot to talk about. And I said, no, we don't. It's good to go. You're taking care of it. I, like, gave it to him. I thought, yeah, okay, he's yeah. taking care of it. I, I don't have to do, deal with this. And I just I stopped my practice, and I worked on me. I had the surgery, yeah. and then I was done. And you have to be that fully focused and aware. And to, I think sometimes it's really hard for people because of their history, because of they've never had an experience that could validate it. So yeah. they think, you know, I can't do it myself. If we only knew how limitless we were, we would completely astound ourselves. We just right. don't get it. We just don't get it. You know, the thing is, like, the first chapter uh, in my book um, is entitled uh, Your Illness is a Gift. Now, a lot of people who um, have not had this conversation or have not um, dived deeply may not understand what I mean by that. But when I say your illness is a gift, I mean, I believe that um, everything that is sent our way in in, in the realm of uh, challenges and adversity um, it, it's really, those are just messages, um, that are meant to, uh, take us deeper, help us see our blind spots, um, take us to a, a, a greater realization of who we are in relation to ourselves, in relation to the other people and in relation to, you know, the world at large and the universe. So when I say your illness, your illness is a gift, I'm, it, it's it's pointing you to it's pointing you somewhere. And mm-hmm. if we could unlock the story um, of our illness, um, you know, if it, we could completely transform our experience of of, of that illness and uh, and and potentially uh, you know move forward on the path to healing. Right and. All these things, the challenges, that's how I refer to them, that come up, regardless of what they are, whether they're health-related, yeah. financial, it's, yes. it's a means to our growth. 
It is a means yes. to our growth. As long as provided you learn from it, you know, because sometimes yeah. people yeah. will say, why does this keep happening to me? Because you're not getting it. <laughs> right. So the exactly. universe, God, the God of your understanding, whatever you refer to it as, your source, spirit, universe, whatever, is keeps showing you this is what you chose to learn and you're not doing it. So now I'm going to have to hit you with the Mac truck. You know, and I agree with you. Everything that is a challenge actually brings us greater growth, and we come out of it on the other side so much better off for having gone through it. Yeah, and the thing, and the, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You were saying something. No, all I said was then you do have to go through it. That's the thing. Yeah, and then the thing is that you know you you don't always realize it in the moment that you're dealing with the challenge, mm-hmm. but when you a lot of people. Uh, I won't say the majority, but a lot of people, when they look back in retrospect, they re- they they start to, and if they have a little introspection and a little wisdom, they get they start to see why they had to experience what they had to experience. Uh, right. And often it doesn't happen uh, uh, until after you have uh, weathered that storm, right? But yeah. imagine if we if if in the midst of uh, those challenges, imagine if we could actually see that challenge, that illness, or whatever, that relationship, whatever it may be, a relationship challenge, for what it is trying to show us, um, help us uh, uncover or or teach us, imagine how your life would completely transform. And it does quickly. Because if you're, once you get good at that, and, and nobody excels at it, but once you get pretty good at it because you practice awareness and consciousness all the time, when things are yeah. happening, I will oftentimes think, okay, what am I supposed to be learning from this? And then because I say that, I kind of let it go, and you go through it more easily because you, there's no yes. resistance, so there's no right. stress. And you come no. out the other side going, oh, I knew there was a reason for this. I might not know in that moment. I might not know for 10 years, but I know mm. that it's all going to be okay. And you yeah. can kind of do that faster. And I think that that's part of it, too, is when you have any kind of a fear that causes, and all fear causes resistance, and that causes stress, and stress is the reason for everything. I mean, everything comes mm-hmm. from stress, you know. Right. So yeah. those are all the things that, that – that your book t- speaks to and shows people we all we all have this nobody's safe from this but the awareness no. yeah. full focus and that's what i love about the book when you go into the whole uh, the whole thing about having that awareness and that full focus and being able to not give up, but to be able to set that intention as the start of the healing process from that place of love that you love yourself it can still be challenging for you, but it will be less challenging because you're open to it. Does that make sense? Yes. Am that, I getting this right? Of, <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. You are. You're, yeah, you are. Absolutely. I, and, and, you know, the thing is that, um, you know, I, I agree with that, the fact that, you know, we have to come from a place of self-love. Now, a lot of people um, don't have that self-love because they have uh, been, to- been t- somehow told, either told, or experienced uh, through their uh, through their childhood that they are unworthy, right? And, and, and that creates a pattern of negative thinking and can lead to, you know, what I refer to in my book as subconscious blocks and limiting beliefs. And, yep. um, you know, I mean, the subconscious mind is actually 95% of our behavior. And, and uh, Bruce Lipton, um, who wrote the book, The Biology of Belief, he talks about this in his book and his subsequent books, how... 95% of behavior is subconscious and is programmed in our in our childhood and 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 the thing is this is why uh, a lot of people don't have that self-love because they have these subconscious blocks around um their worthiness um you know that inner critic you know whatever you want to call it and uh and we have to recognize that and we have to um to recognize it so that we can uh, remove uh, and rewrite those subconscious blocks and those, rewrite those limiting beliefs to empowering beliefs. And, yes, uh, and, yeah. and when Bruce talked yeah. Lipton too, when he talks about his childhood, I remember reading that the first time I read it and I thought, oh my God, we come in as perfect little human beings that are open to yeah. everything and we know how to do all this and then we get messed up because of yes. parents and teachers and society and siblings and, and adults and authority figures and it, it, that messes us up. That's what 
That's what deprograms our original programming. So now I, I look as an adult and I think, you know, I'm seeing more and more people really having an understanding of this. So perhaps maybe not the next generation, but maybe the babies that are being born right now, maybe Mm -hmm. those babies will have a better shot at not having those limiting beliefs because they'll be brought up in a world where, you know, the younger people right now, the 20 year olds right now really are more conscious of how they're raising their kids and they don't want their kids to be like them. Do you, do you have anything? What do you think about that? Yeah, I do agree with you that I'm seeing um, more of a uh, uh, an awareness and and that consciousness amongst, um, I guess, what we would call the millennials. Um, and, yeah. And, it, and it's because, like, you know, I think that you know they're looking at kind of the life that um, their parents and maybe their grandparents pursued, and and kind of the values that they had, and and they look at that and they also look at the world we have created and all mm-hmm. the problems that they are inheriting. Um, you know, uh, we can go on and on, you know, climate change, global regional conflict, mm-hmm. terrorism, um, you know, depression, addiction, uh, human trafficking. I mean, it goes on and on. And um, the highest levels. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then they're looking at this world that they've inherited and, um, you know, they're starting to realize that, uh, you know, we're, we're not getting anywhere um, with uh, these, these issues because we have been approaching it the, possibly the wrong way or not in a more holistic way, right? I mean, Einstein had a famous quote, and he says that you cannot solve a problem at the same level of consciousness that created it. Right, and I, I believe that this is the awareness that is starting to emerge amongst uh, the younger generation, and yeah. um, and, and and I see that that brings me incredible hope, um, yeah. even in even even in these difficult times that we are we are facing and uh, and dealing with on a global scale. So yes, I agree with you. It does bring hope, especially. When you see people uh, trying so hard to to find something, I, I'm a huge fan of John Kabat-Zinn and mindfulness-based stress reduction. And yes. I've noticed over the past 12 years a huge, and I mean huge, increase in attendance at retreats, my yoga classes, meditation groups. And not because, well, this is the thing to do and everybody's doing it. It's because it works, and the general public as far as I can see, is starving. They are starving for ways to decompress and stay grounded, reduce stress, and have a better (coughs) life because it's just too much for them. So now some of the practices are, you know, uh, is is MBSR uh, one of the practices or uh, some form of meditation part of what you prescribe to patients as a means for healing? Let's talk about what, what you do to actually help them. So, um, yeah, so I do uh, prescribe uh, mindfulness, although um, what I talk about uh, in my book is uh, I, I talk about that in, in the section uh, which I call motion, and motion refers to flow, right? So mm-hmm. so when I talk about flow, um, I'm talking about, uh, you know, kind of what I guess athletes would refer to as being in the zone, to, to live yeah. in that state where you're con- constantly in flow and then, and in that relationship with uh, yourself and, and everything around you. And I, I refer to um, the process of inner flow. And inner flow would be, I guess, what um, in modern days referred to as meditation and mindfulness. So, um, you know, I, I get to it at a later stage um, in my healing process. And, and the reason I do is because, um, you know, a lot of the reasons why people do not resonate with meditation and mindfulness is because they have too much going on in their head, um, mm-hmm. whether it's negative thinking, whether it's the blocks or the limiting beliefs. So I find that, um, you know, first setting the inten- intention and then, you know, we have to address um, the mind and, and that negative thinking. And then beyond that, there's, um, you know, people, a lot of people have suffered uh, emotional traumas and have emotional blocks. Now, these don't have to be major, major things. I'm not talking about, you know, necessarily just physical or sexual abuse. It could be minor things as well. 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, it could be like, say, there was a time when, say, your parents gave more attention to your sibling than to you um, in a moment, or you weren't uh, attended to when you were uh, an infant as quickly as you thought you should have, because your 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 parent was your parents were busy um, on the phone or taking care of. Uh, I don't know, we're in the kitchen or something, right? So these are a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of these minor things, right? So a lot of us have these emotional blocks as well. So, um, so I I I, re- I really start uh, at that level. I mean, after starting with intention at that level of the mind and the level of the emotions, because, um, you know, you you have to. Um, and the way I would describe it is, uh, you know, if you're familiar with Ken Wilber, I mean, he puts it nicely. Um, he, he talks about a lot of uh, uh, people who have uh, woken up, so-called, uh, whatever, enlightened, uh, mm-hmm. enlightened people or, you know, what you call spiritual masters or whatever. But, you know, they, all, they have neuroses and they have... Um, you know, emotional issues and, and, and other issues. So, so Ken Wilber describes it well when he says, not only do you have to wake up, you have to clean up and you have to grow up. So mm. he, that's how he describes it. And, 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 and in a different way, I mean, essentially that's what I have described uh, in my book. I mean, you have to clean up, you have to grow up, and, and then, and then you, 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 you wake up. Right. And everyone's yeah. different and does it as a, at a different rate in a different way. And, and you must notice this, too. There are some things that people will resonate with that other people won't. And then all of a sudden, yes. the first person will after hearing it, for, uh, you know, the umpteenth millionth time because yeah. it was said at the, you know, you get what you get when you're going to get it. And you can't get it any sooner. And yeah. it, it, try as you might, it's just not going to come to you. People oftentimes will say to me, well, I, you know, I can't meditate. I don't know how. And I can't do it. And I'll say, nobody can do it. Because if you meditate to the point where you're in that state all the time, you're probably dead. You know, so really, yeah. Yeah. Meditation, meditation is the awareness that, uh-oh, I'm meditating. I'm thinking about, you know, what I need to do, you know, my breath. That's when you're meditating, just constantly being aware. It teaches you awareness. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people understand that, you know. (laughs) No, no, I don't think think they do. And, and, uh, you know, I can understand why it doesn't resonate with everybody. But, I mean, um, and and that's why the reasons I I started at a different place when I work with us. Yeah. Yep. But so many things can be meditative. It isn't that you have to sit there, you know, and lotus with your, you know, your thumb and your middle finger touching. You can be gardening. You can be washing dishes. You can be full of laundry. These things are meditative. If you're aware of what mm-hmm. you're doing in the moment, you're in flow and you're pretty much meditating. So exactly. everyday tasks, you know, yes. can become that. But everybody's different and heals at a different rate and can't really be, you can't really push people. I find that. No. You know, it's not a competition, you know, it's, um, yeah. And it's a personal journey, right? I mean, everyone is on their own life journey and then we know our paths intersect with other people. Um, but, but you see, nobody can, can live your journey for you. And, uh, we all have to walk our path and, um, and, and, you know, I mean, the book I've written is, is essentially meant to help people in their life's journey. I mean, you know, I phrase it as, you know, overcome chronic disease and radically change your life. But essentially, this book, you don't have to have a chronic disease to benefit from, from what I've written. Um, I feel that anybody could benefit. I mean, I think that not just what I've written in my book, but a lot of these transformational books and healing about healing and consciousness and metaphysics, these, these need to be taught to our children. I mean, we yes. need to be starting, like, we need to be starting young, like when they are first starting to mouth words. Like uh, our I mean, that's, how, that's how that's <laughs> how we're going to that's how we're going to change the world. That's where how we're going to transform the next generation and and and, and fix the problems that we're dealing with and deal with our global epidemics and and uh, you know create heaven here on earth, right? Yes, and and I think that 
I even see it. I've got a couple of friends who are pregnant, and the one's doing December, one's doing March. And, you know, I, I look at them, and I, I'm watching them go through their pregnancy and the things that they're doing for the child in utero now because they're saying, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do And I'm thinking, this is a beautiful thing to see. This is so cool to see the fact that they're really starting and wanting to, to you know, instill something in this child before it's even born, knowing full right. well that they're going to come out and go to school and it's all going to change probably, but doing the best that they can ahead of time. We should be teaching these things in school. Your book is not just for people with any kind of diseases or anything. Anyone can read this book and it will help you on your life's journey because it is so, you know, as, as stated, it's all aspects. It's physical, emotional, mental, and it is spiritual, even though, you know, it, when you do one that dominoes amongst all the others, each one is going to affect the other in a really big way. And you'll be able to heal much quicker from a physical ailment once you, you know, realize what it is you're doing with the others. So I think this book is, is, is all-encompassing and great for anyone. You don't ever have had to have had a cold in your life. You mm-hmm. can read this book and you will benefit from it because it does do all that. It, it shows you how to live a life journey in a really – you know, a positive way that's going to benefit you as well as the people around you. Because let's face it, it isn't just about us. <laughs> no, that's not about us. And, you know, that's interesting you say that because uh, the second last chapter of my book is entitled, uh, This Is Not About You. And, um, oh. you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because, I, you know, if we were talking about all all the global uh, issues that we face. I mean, I think that the external reality is a, truly a reflection of our inner reality. And um, what we see in the world is is because, you know, the collective humanity is in a state of inner turmoil for the for the most part, and that turmoil gets reflected in our outer world in all sorts of ways in in, in the economic system, in the political system, in in, in what's happening with the environment, in uh, in you know our social system, and in the general health of the population and. Uh, um, you know, so so yeah. It, this is not just about us. It's it's really about um, you know healing humanity as a whole, and thereby yeah, yeah. Um, our effects on the planet. Right. Yes. And you know, of course, the the um, the Maharishi effect. You know, a lot of people can make change just by concentrating on something and sending energy to it is quantum physics. I firmly believe that it should be part of everybody's education that you have to take some quantum physics courses so that you can understand how energy works and how it can be shifted and manipulated. It's malleable, it's pliable, and we can do this because we are just energy. Every single one of us is just made from the energy of love. That's my firm belief, but Mm -hmm. that's just me. I feel we are all love. We're made from love. We come from love and, and love is good. So yeah. Let's stick with that love thing and, and not do any, you know, come from your heart and the world would be a better place. Well, okay, that's a fantasy world I live in. <laughs> no, but, but I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can kind of I can kind of put that in a perspective and make it real for the listeners, uh, if you want. Okay. I can, I can. So, right so, so this, 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 is how I, this is how I see what you just said about love. You know, if we look at, um, you know, what science tells us is that, you know, we all arose from something called the Big Bang. Right, and that it was just a cataclysmic event where you know energy became matter, and it just basically um, you know moved into all different directions and gave rose to everything that we see: our galaxies, our solar systems, our planets, and stars, and all that. So, so the thing is that if you look at um, all of life that way, we all came from the same source, right? So we all originated from the same place. And the way I see love is that love is the way we express that oneness of all of creation and all of existence, that oneness, oneness meaning we all came from the same source. We are all one, even though we are all separate and individual. So that's how I interpret, um, you know, that we all came from love. We are all one. We all came from the same source. Yes. And that's exactly what we see it exactly that way. We're all connected. Yeah. You can't love them, you don't know them, but you feel compassion for them, which is a facet of love. That's why when there's nothing, you 
money over to help people, you know, and that's pure compassion. So when you hurt yourself, you're hurting everyone else. And when you hurt someone else, you're hurting you. Why do you want to hurt you? You Exactly. Teach children, you know, just come from that place of love and, and disciplining them in a way that's not, it wasn't discipline, but to me, he was working. Sorry, T. I'm I'm missing every other word. For some reason, you're starting to cut out a little. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I don't. Know but I can hear you on. now. Let's I can see. hear you. I can hear you now. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Good. So this little boy was working on a project, and he came and said, "Mrs. Love, I did it wrong." I looked at him. Way that didn't work. So I'll go back and find a way that does. And he looked at me and he smiled because I wasn't telling him he was wrong. And I was giving him, you know, the the support to move forward and find something else. So he went back to his table, all these little girls were, and he was a cute little boy. He's going to break a lot of hearts. And all these little girls liked him. And one little girl started saying, oh, I did it wrong. And he says, nope, didn't do it wrong. Just found a way that does you find a way that does work now, so keep trying. And I started laughing because little boy when I said and liked it enough to remember it and then we're just and it I thought it was so cool <laughs> no that's that's an incredible story you know I mean imagine if we could give all children that experience that you just described just imagine yeah. how we would transform their world transform education and transform everyone who they touch but we um, can if we just shift our own perspective and not say you do that, because that's what, what cuts a little kid down, and that's what yeah. starts to program them with those beliefs. So right. You know, and I thought, wow, that was pretty cool. I really liked that. It made me so happy <laughs> because I didn't really no. realize at the time until I, I heard it, and I thought I was meant to hear that. I God wanted me to hear that. That worked. You know? Yeah. No. It was really yeah. cool. That's, yeah. uh, that's a yeah. great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot to learn from becoming a whole lot more than us because God, it was taken away yeah. from us, you know, and now right. we don't want to do it to them. But yeah. I cannot believe it because, oh, my goodness, I don't want to let you go. But would you please purchase your book, Healing from the Inside Out, Overcome Chronic Disease and Radically Change Your Life? Sorry, I missed. I, I, you cut out, and I missed the last thing you had asked me. I'm oh, sorry I'm sorry. You. I wanted to ask uh, to know to tell us where they can purchase from oh, the inside yeah. out. Yeah. So uh, what you can you can purchase it on Amazon, um, and it's available in all major bookstores in Canada. It's Indigo and Chapters, and also um, you know in Barnes and Nobles, uh, Books a Million, all major bookstores. And uh, if anyone wants to co- connect with me, know more about who I am, the work I do, they can go to my website. Is it okay if I mention that, T? Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so it's uh, Noman Naeem, N-A-U-M-A-N-N-A-E-E-M.com, and there you can uh, you can learn more about me. There's a link to buy my book. There's also um, some interviews there posted that I've done before. There's a blog. I do a uh, bi-monthly blog. And there's more information of some of the programs and services I can provide uh, the client to clients in terms of coaching, and there's a contact form. And um, yeah, so uh, I encourage anyone if to to reach out to me and connect with me through my website uh, if you want to uh, to know more and dive deeper. And I encourage people to check this book out and and buy it because and go to your local booksellers. They'll order it for if you don't want to do the Amazon thing. They will order for you and have it within just. Is. So you can get yep. the book, Healing from the Inside Out, and it would make a great gift for someone because if you if you have a, a let's say a book club read or something, it's very interesting. You'll be fascinated by it, and it applies to all facets of your life. So it really is something that you want to consider looking at. This be a great thing to do as a group or give as a gift because you're giving the gift of healing when you give this book, and you you don't get a gift better than that. So people will get some, everyone will resonate with it. People will truly get something out of it. So please be sure to go and check out the book, as we said, at dot com. So check that show. And we just really appreciate the time to be here. This was fascinating. It's a wonderful book. Uh, and hopefully this will be the catalyst that changes everything in this world. <laughs> 
you know, I would love to. I'd love to thank you, T, for giving me the opportunity to uh, have this conversation. Uh, I can't believe the hour has gone by so fast, and uh, I could probably speak for several more hours. But um, you know, we'd have we have, we'll have to do that another time. Yes, absolutely. Actually, I would love to have you back. We'll talk about that in the future. Okay, okay. listeners, we need you to the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging world. That's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't lost in the dross. We need to productively, healthfully, and purposefully, and this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show that you just heard to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. And how here at for tuning in. I'm Tila and hope we'll be back next week with show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, a lineup for upcoming shows, as well as about upcoming events I'll be hosting, including my sound healing concerts and labyrinth walks. My children's book, Santa's Tiniest Elves, just recently launched, and a portion of the proceeds directly to children in need. It's available at every bookseller. Please check out Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, where every single dollar of every single donation directly supports children in need. 100%. We're run by volunteers. There's no salaries or stipends or compensation of any kind. Anyone, we are investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. So thank you for taking time to visit our website, sojihuggles.org. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRGAwareRadio and Sojihuggles. I am your host, T. Awareness Radio, intending you and your most wonderful week. It's quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Care and stay well. It's not a hand. 